Welcome to Your Wealth, Your Legacy, a podcast by Prairie Wood Wealth Management, where we cover the latest in investment, tax, estate, and charitable giving strategies to help you keep more of what you make, make more with what you have, and create a legacy that lasts beyond your lifetime. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. Here are your hosts, Nathan Anderson and Steve Nelson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Wealth, Your Legacy. I'm your host, Nathan Anderson, here with my co-host, Steve Nelson. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Excited to talk about some tax planning today. You know, we're right at the beginning of April. I think most people are thinking about taxes and most likely wanting to know how to how to pay less to the government. And so we thought we'd spend some time figuring out how to help people do that. Right. I don't think I've ever met anybody that wants to pay more in taxes than they have to. Yeah, I think this is a time of the year that most people dread and, and always wonder if there's a way to do it better. So today we're going to focus on a topic called Roth conversions and really reducing taxes on retirement account balances. As a reminder for anyone who's interested in more detail on whatever we talk about today, we also publish a blog post. And so if something catches your attention or you want to learn more, feel free to go check out the blog post on our website. So Steve, to get started, you know, before we can really talk about Roth conversions themselves, I think we need to talk a little bit about how people save for retirement and why Roth conversions become an important topic in the first place. So when you think about minimizing taxes, why is minimizing taxes important when it comes to retirement account balances? Yeah, I think you have to take a step back and really look at the tax treatment of all retirement accounts. And I'd really say there's two main categories. There's the pre-tax retirement accounts and the post-tax retirement accounts. And so when you look at 401ks or 403b accounts or IRAs, if they have this word Roth in the name, that's a good indication that they're they're post-tax accounts where, you know, the rest of them are going to be pre-tax accounts and that's going to be the majority of them. And for most, like you said, for most most people, the typical traditional way that people are going to save for retirement is on a pre-tax basis. So basically they're going to get a tax deduction or they're they're going to be able to have a tax benefit when they contribute to the accounts, which reduces their taxes up front, but then that money has never been taxed. And so it's sitting in these accounts. That's why we call it a pre-tax account. And eventually when it comes out, because they got the tax benefit on the front end, they're going to have to pay taxes on those withdrawals on the back end once they actually take that money out. And so when we think about pre-tax accounts or post-tax accounts, it's probably helpful just to run through you know a quick list um, of which account is which. So if you think about pre-tax accounts, the accounts that you're getting the tax benefit on the front end, but you're paying tax when you take it out. That would be like a traditional IRA, a SEP IRA, a simple IRA, your traditional 401k, traditional 403b, a deferred compensation plan. Whereas on the other side, when you're looking at post-tax accounts, you're thinking about you know the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k, Roth 403b. So like Steve said, if you see Roth in the name, that's a pretty good indicator. It's a post-tax account. If you don't see Roth in the name, in most cases, it's just going to be a, a regular traditional pre-tax account. And it's important to note that not all people have the option to do post-tax retirement accounts. Like a lot of 401ks or 403bs don't have the Roth option. And so that's why we, when we say a majority of the money is probably pre-tax, those accounts have been the wrong the longest. And I think another good point is whenever you have a retirement account at your employer and your employer makes contributions, those employer contributions are always pre-tax. And so, you know, even if you yourself are contributing post-tax to a Roth option within like your 401k plan, 
if your employer is making contributions as well, those contributions are going to be pre-tax. And for those who have the option, we get this question a lot. You know, how do you decide whether to do the post-tax or pre-tax contributions? In theory, it's fairly simple. It's a question of what tax bracket are you in now? So what's your marginal tax rate now? And what do you think your marginal tax rate will be in the future? And if you're in a higher tax rate now, you'd rather get the tax deduction up front and ultimately let that money grow tax deferred and then take it out in the future and pay tax on it when you're in a lower tax bracket. And vice versa, if you're in a low tax bracket now, let's say you're just starting your job, you expect your income to grow, then it typically makes the most sense to contribute on a post-tax basis or to a Roth account and not take the tax benefit now, but then allow it to grow tax-free so that you can take it out without paying taxes on it in the future when you're in a higher tax bracket. So Steve, we've covered just briefly the fact that most individuals have pre-tax retirement accounts and ultimately they're going to pay tax on those balances when they take them out. You know, this podcast is focusing on Roth conversions. What is a Roth conversion? How can it be a, a tool to help minimize the taxes that people pay on the balances that are in their retirement accounts? Yeah, really a Roth conversion is just taking money from any pre-tax retirement account and putting it into a post-tax retirement account. So going from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA or a traditional 401k into the Roth component of the 401k. And that conversion is a taxable event, meaning that any amount you convert, it's going to be treated as taxable income in the year you do the conversion. But the benefit is all of that future growth and withdrawals from those Roth accounts will be tax-free in the future. And I think the one thing that's ultimately helpful to understand is whenever you do a Roth conversion, it's not an all or nothing decision. And so you might have, let's say you have a million dollar traditional IRA out there. The question is not, do I convert all $1 million of my IRA to Roth at once? Because if you did that, you'd have a million dollars of taxable income in that one year, which is going to push you all the way into the highest tax brackets. And you're going to pay a lot of tax on that. What's more important is doing strategic conversions where you're doing tax planning on a year by year basis. And you're looking at, okay, what is, what is my tax bracket now? What do I think my tax bracket will be in the future? And is there room this year in an attractive tax bracket for me? And if there is, you do a partial Roth conversion. So you might say, oh, there's $30,000 of room in the 12% bracket or the 22% bracket. That's an attractive tax bracket for me. I want to convert $30,000 of my traditional IRA into Roth this year, recognize the tax at that attractive tax bracket so that I don't let that tax bracket go to waste by not utilizing it. Because if you don't use it and you go to the next year, you can never go back and get it back. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, the converse of that is many people that don't do the tax planning and don't do the Roth conversions and leave room in a particular tax bracket, they're wasting a, an opportunity forever to be able to, you know, lock in a very low tax rate on a piece of their pre-tax money. Yeah, I think we see quite often where, you know, maybe a potential client will come to us and let's say they're you know, a year or two away from, let's say, social security turning on or other income that's going to be coming in. And, you know, they have these large pre-tax accounts and we can look back over the last five or 10 years and see that they had very low taxable income and could have done large conversions at very low rates. But now there's nothing that they can do about it because those years are gone and they've missed the opportunity. And so it's important to be paying attention to that opportunity each year before the end of the year so that you can take advantage of those conversions whenever the opportunity arises. Yeah, it just goes to show how important just long-term tax planning is. If you look out 10 years and figure out 
what your income is going to be in retirement and then kind of use the years before then to to make these Roth conversions. It can really set you up for a lot of success and minimize the taxes you pay. So Steve, let's move on. You mentioned before that a Roth conversion is a taxable event. So anytime that you're adding taxable income, I think it's really important for people to really assess all the implications that are going to happen from from doing a Roth conversion or from adding that taxable income. And so let's start out by talking about benefits of Roth conversions, but then let's also talk about some of the pitfalls or some of the things to consider to make sure that you're really analyzing the full situation before you move forward with what ultimately is, you know, any amount that you convert is an irrevocable conversion. You can't take that back. Yeah, I think let's go through the benefits of both Roth conversions and Roth accounts. We jotted down seven primary benefits. So we'll go through these each quickly. Number one, I think is a big benefit that a conversion to a Roth account means that all future distributions will be tax-free from that account. It'll grow tax-free provided there's certain stipulations that are met. I think the other thing that's helpful about, you know, a Roth conversion is, you know, ultimately when you build up the pre-tax balances in these in these traditional IRA or traditional 401k accounts is you know that that income is ultimately going to be taxable. And so doing Roth conversions provides flexibility to pull that income into years when you have room in attractive tax brackets. So it gives you flexibility to pay the tax when the tax rates are low. Third benefit would be that there's no required minimum distributions or RMDs on Roth accounts where there are on pre-tax accounts. So this allows balances in those accounts to grow tax-free for longer without any requirement to distribute the assets. And one thing to note about no RMDs is the fact that that's specifically related to Roth IRAs, not necessarily the Roth component of an employer plan like a 401k. And so for individuals who have Roth balances in a 401k and they want to avoid the RMD requirement, it typically makes sense for them to roll those balances over to a Roth IRA once they're done working for their current employer. The fourth benefit is one that I think is typically overlooked, which is really providing a tax-free inheritance to your children. You know, ultimately when the money's taken out of these accounts, even if it's by your children as an inheritance, they're going to pay tax on it. And under current tax law, they're required to take the money out within 10 years. And when you look at the age dispersion of parents and children, when parents pass away, it's very frequent that their children are, are in their primary wage earning years, which means those inherited distributions come out and are added on top of their other taxable income, and they typically pay very high tax rates on that. And so by converting during your lifetime, anything that you leave to your kids, although it still has to come out within 10 years, is coming out of an after-tax account, and they won't have to pay tax on it. Benefit number five is it locks in the current low tax rates we have. Our view is with current government debt and deficit spending, it's likely there will be future tax increases. And by doing Roth conversions, you can lock in that low rate that are available now. Another benefit of Roth conversions is that it protects against tax bracket compression. Tax bracket compression is when you have you know, a married couple and they're able to file married filing jointly so they get the larger expanded brackets. But eventually when one of, those, one of the spouses passes away, the surviving spouse is going to have to file as a single individual and the tax brackets for a single individual are much, much smaller than for married filing joint individuals. And so that surviving spouse will likely have very similar income because most of the assets are going to pass to that surviving spouse. But with brackets that are basically half the size in most cases, they're likely, even with the same amount of income, going to be in a much higher tax bracket. 
And the seventh and last benefit we came up with was Roth conversions create tax diversification. And what we mean by that is if you have all your assets in a pre-tax retirement account and you need to draw money in retirement, that's going to add to your ordinary income. By having you know both a post-tax account as well as a pre-tax account, you have more flexibility and more options on the taxes you pay in retirement. And ultimately, if you have a post-tax and a pre-tax account, rather than having all your eggs in one basket, if the government passes a law that's unfavorable to one or the other, at least it only impacts part of your assets rather than all of your assets. So those are the high-level benefits that we wanted to touch on regarding Roth conversions. Now, whenever you're going to do a Roth conversion, it's important to think of some of the potential pitfalls or, or negative impacts that can, that can occur as well. You know, really to kick it off, Roth conversions are a taxable event. And so one thing that everybody needs to think about and understand before they do a Roth conversion is that they're creating taxable income. They're going to have to pay tax on it. And it's not something that they can undo once they've done it. Second pitfall we come up with is, you know, Roth conversions can impact your Medicare premiums. So if you're on Medicare, your Medicare Part B and Part D premiums are based on income the two years before. So before you do a Roth conversion, you should analyze what the changes to those were and, and treat it as a cost of the conversion. Yeah. For example, if you add, you know, a significant amount of income from a Roth conversion and your Medicare premiums go up a few hundred dollars per month, that can be a significant increase on the total cost of the conversion. So what we would say is just treat that as an additional tax and add that to, to the additional tax you pay to, to calculate the rate that you're paying on the conversion. But that's something that a lot of people miss. And it's also not gradual. If you just cross over one of the thresholds, all of a sudden you have to pay the higher premium where you might have been $5 less in income and avoided the increase. So they're cliff adjustments. They adjust immediately. And it's important to consider them and be very careful when you're doing the Roth conversions. Another pitfall is that Roth conversions can impact the taxability of Social Security. We covered this in our Social Security podcast, so I'll refer you back to that. But as you add additional dollars of income, more and more of your Social Security can be taxed. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons that we say it's so important to coordinate your tax planning strategy with your Social Security strategy to make sure that, that they're working together. And then finally... Your Roth conversions should be coordinated with your charitable giving strategies. You know, ultimately, if you end up rolling, let's say, your 401k or 403b accounts into a traditional IRA, or maybe you just have a large traditional IRA, once you reach 70 and a half, a great way to do charitable giving is to give directly out of your traditional IRA, which avoids paying any income tax on those distributions that go directly to charity. And so for people that are very charitable, you don't want to convert out of your traditional IRA funds that you would otherwise want to give to charity because then you're paying tax, even if it's on a low rate, on something that otherwise could be gifted tax-free. So it's important to coordinate how much you want to give to charity with how much you actually want to convert out of your Roth accounts. Yeah, I think the key takeaway is you know, there's a lot of benefits of Roth conversions, but you also have to be careful of the potential pitfalls and all the things to think through before you, you actually make a Roth conversion. And for people who have thought through all those implications, Roth conversions can be a great option to, to save tax. You know, if you think about, you know, how much tax could a Roth conversion save me? It's going to be dependent on your own unique situation. But what we see so often is when a couple retires and shortly thereafter, shortly after retirement, their taxable income is very low because they're no longer working. There's a lot of room in those very low tax brackets to do significant conversions. And so just thinking through, for example, let's say there's you know, seventy or eighty thousand dollars worth of room 
in the 12% tax bracket, that's $80,000 of income that you can convert at a very low tax rate. And for a lot of couples who eventually are going to have social security turn on, they may have you know required minimum distributions from the rest of their pre-tax accounts. It's very common for them to be in at least a 22% bracket in retirement or, or ultimately when all this other income turns on. And so being able to take advantage of those 12% brackets early in retirement reduces the tax on those distributions by 10 full percentage points, which is a significant amount when you think of, you know, let's say 70 or $80,000 worth of conversions every year for a number of years, that adds up to very significant savings. And on top of that, if they were to pass those accounts on to their children, let's say their children were in their primary wage earning years and maybe in the 37% tax bracket, the savings are even more significant. So for anyone who's interested in a more detailed example to see how this works in practice, we do have an example in the blog post. And so I'd encourage you to take a look at that if you're interested in learning more. Okay, so I think that's a good overview of Roth conversions. Before we wrap up this episode, I think it's helpful just to leave everyone with a quick summary. You know, Ultimately, we started out with the fact that most individuals save for retirement using pre-tax accounts like 401ks, 403bs, traditional IRAs. And as these accounts grow, it's very common for individuals to have a significant amount of their net worth tied up in these pre-tax accounts. And ultimately, those balances are going to be taxed. Roth conversions are a tool or a way to provide for tax-efficient conversion of those funds out of these pre-tax accounts. And these Roth conversions can be done strategically as part of a coordinated plan to ensure that you convert at attractive rates or that you are able to take the money out of these accounts and pay lower tax rates. While Roth conversions have many benefits, they are taxable events and easily lead to paying more tax than you intended to if you don't consider all the implications. However, for those who plan appropriately, Roth conversions can dramatically reduce the amount of taxes that they and their families pay over their lifetime. So that's all we have for this episode. Like we mentioned before, if you're interested in learning more detail on Roth conversions, I'd encourage you to read our blog post on our website at pw-wm.com, where we dive into more detail than we covered on the podcast. With that, we'll wrap up this episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Your Wealth, Your Legacy by Prairiewood Wealth Management. If you have comments, questions, or would like to learn more about working with Prairiewood Wealth Management, we would love to hear from you. Please visit us at our website, pw-wm.com, or email us at service at pw-wm.com. If you find our podcast helpful, leave us a review and share it so others can find us as well. Thanks for listening as we continue our quest to help others keep more of what they make, make more with what they have, and create a legacy that will last beyond their lifetime. The information discussed on this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only and does not represent investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed are those of Prairiewood Wealth Management and are subject to change not guaranteed and should not be considered recommendations to buy or sell any security. While past performance of market results may be discussed, it does not provide any assurance of future performance. The information presented herein has been obtained from sources deemed reliable but is not guaranteed.